Hey everybody, it's Fernando from the Rollback Podcast, and I am going to be reviewing the hot show that's out right now, Stranger Things Season 4. Now, Eddie knows this, I'm pretty sure uh, uh, Kevin knows this as well, uh, that I am, I wouldn't say a huge Stranger Things fan, but I am a very, I am an avid fan of, of the show. And that's because when the first season came out, I wasn't too big on it. I was like, eh, I mean, it's whatever. I started watching it like the first five minutes, and then I was like, eh, it was boring. And I switched on to something else. But then, when I gave it another shot, I was like, holy shit. This is a really good fucking show. I rewatched season one a ton of times, um, along with... Season 2 and Season 3. Um, season 4. Man, this is a different beast. Because not only do we get our characters back after being gone since 2019, pre-pandemic. They're more than likely supposed to come back 2020. But due to COVID, um, shooting got cut short. And, you know, they had to do what they had to do. So... It sucks. It really does. But, you know, we got what we got. Now, I'm pretty sure I, like many of you, were curious how this season was going to play out. Mostly because, I mean, we all heard the Duff brothers uh, say at the beginning that um, they were thinking it was going to be about four to five seasons long. And we're already on the fourth. So, we're like, oh shit, Like, is this going to be the final season? And apparently not. Uh, I have no idea how this season's gonna end. I'm not even gonna make predictions uh, at on this podcast. I'm just gonna talk about part volume one specifically, and then go from there. Um, now, what did I think about volume one first and foremost? Uh, volume one, I thought was really good. Um, very different feel as opposed to all of them, which I will say. Um, each season has had its own feel, which is really good. You don't want every season to feel the same because it gives some level of change, uh, that it's evolving, and then, yeah, you don't want it to get stale. Uh, first season had a very uh, mystery feel. Uh, this season had a very horror movie feel, and I think they deliberately did this <laughs> Uh, with the hiring of Robert England, um, I mean, I really don't want to spoil anything so far. So, uh, yes, this show very much, this season very much has a horror movie feel, which I am not mad at. I love slasher horror movies, and I think they're awesome. They're some of my favorite things. Um, we get to see our beloved cast come back. We get to see how their lives have changed. And I want to say, so, in theory, in the show, the show ended in July um, of previous year. And it's picking up back on spring break. So, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March. So, it's been about eight months uh, in the time gap in the show. Now, do we think it's been eight months? A logical person would say absolutely not, but it's been eight months. 
Um, we pick up where our characters are left off. Our remaining Hawkins characters are in high school. While we have Will, uh, Jonathan, and L in California in high school as well. They're both going through their very own struggles. Uh, Dustin and Mike are still very much nerdy. Still very much dealing with being a nerd. And we have Lucas, who is an up-and-coming basketball player. We have L, Will, and Jonathan, who are pretty much kind of loners at their new school. And they are being thrusted into this new baddie that shows up, who starts a muck in Hawkins. Now, that's just a very simple synopsis. Um... Now, this is probably going to be the end of my spoiler-free stuff. Uh, If I had to give this season a rating, I would give it definitely a four, four and a half out of five. That was really good. Um, Very well-paced. Lots of meat in these episodes because each episode is pretty much over an hour. So, if you're wondering if you're going to get enough of these, you are. They definitely uh, hit us with a lot of stuff in this Uh, season so yes very good um please check it out now let me start talking about some spoilers episode one takes us back all the way to 1979 where we see a younger martin brenner uh getting ready for work and he uh this is basically the beginning of the I don't even know if they say the name of the program, but the number program, I guess, uh, we get to see numbers and it looks like it's more than 11. It's up to, I want to say at least 13. Um, we get to see a young 11 along with the many other numbers and they're all trying to, uh, show their powers. And at one point we hear a commotion, uh, People end up dying. Everyone ends up dying. Uh, Brenner walks out of the room uh, only to find the person that he was with, the kid that he was with, dead as well. And then he gets into the rainbow room and he sees a young 11 there with blood coming out of her eyes. Um, And, yeah. Uh, Very interesting, to say the least. Um, Another interesting aspect is the fact that we get to see we get to see Brenner again uh he hadn't been mentioned until ep- not the episode uh but until season 2 where we were made to believe that he is still in fact alive and this is the only time that we were pretty much told like oh it's a pretty good possibility he is alive um now after that, we go back to uh, Elle writing a letter to Mike. Uh, everything that's going on in her life. Um, she's still very much infatuated with Mike. He's still very much infatuated with her. Uh, we see Elle where she's very much bullied but in her new school because of how she is, how she looks, things like that. Um, we get to see Mike and Dustin in their new habitat as well. And, you know... Um, it pretty much goes, not to show, but, um, I think we all kind of figured this is what was going to happen, and 
something bad. Uh, I think we all kind of figured that they would, uh, that this is how it would become. Um, uh, Mike and Dustin becoming uh, quintessential nerds while Lucas becomes uh, athlete. But, I mean, it always kind of felt like it was going to be that way. Um, ever since season two, ever since season three, uh, you could always tell that Lucas was more into like being popular. And then Mike and Dustin were pretty much nerds. Even though in season three, uh, Mike wasn't as big of a nerd. But in the end, yeah, nerds. Um, we also get to see that Hopper is in fact alive, which we already knew because of uh, the trailers. Um, yes, Hopper is very much alive. He sends her a doll from Russia with a secret code uh, written inside uh, with a phone number. And next thing you know, we are led back to Russia where we get to see um, Hopper. We get to see that he is alive uh, in the later episodes. Uh, we see Max who has probably had the most trouble uh, adjusting because... She knows what happens to her brother. What happened to her brother. But no one knows. No one knows that he died a hero. No one knows that he died saving her uh, and her friends. L specifically. Like no one knows this. Um, he died a hero. And she's the only one that knows unfortunately. And she wants everyone to know. But... That won't happen because that's not the case, unfortunately. Um, we're also introduced to some other characters like a new founding character. Uh, Joseph Quinn as Eddie Munson, the leader of the Hellfire Club. The Dungeons & Dragons uh, group that uh, Mike and Dustin are a part of. We also get to see... Argyle, who is friends with Jonathan uh, in California, played by Eduardo Franco, who you may have seen in other projects like American Vandal, The Package on Netflix. Um, and yeah, um, the big the biggest thing that happens in this first episode is the introduction of a new baddie. Uh, we are. We watch uh, one of the cheerleaders, Chrissy Cunningham, as she goes to Eddie Munson's house, our our ah, residential D and D nerd. But he's also drinking on the side, and she's buying a special K from him, uh, ketamine, and it's very interesting as to why she's buying it. Uh, we don't really know as to why she's buying it. Uh, I think it's for her to sleep, um, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, and then in Eddie's uh, ap- uh, not apartment, in his trailer park, she is what can only be described as a Nightmare on Elm Street type killing. She's uh, lifted up, levitated, um held against the ceiling 
her eyeballs get sucked out of her head. Her limbs start contorting in ways that they're not supposed to be contorting. And yeah, we yeah we very much watch her die. And Eddie is freaking out when this is happening. So very nuts. Uh, way to introduce the new baddie in this new season. Now, in episode two, that's where things really start to go awry, because now we're dealing with the aftermath of Chrissy Cunningham, a relative cheerleader, being absolutely, positively murdered uh, by something we have no idea is there. Um, We get to see Hopper, finally. He's revealed in Kamchaka. Anyone who's played Risk knows where Kamchaka is. Um... And Joyce and Murray are on the case to try to get him back. Where she speaks to Enzo and she has been told to give him $40,000 so that he can get Hopper out of there. Now, that is Murray and Joyce's uh, spiel. Not spiel, but their, um, their campaign, if you will. Um, we see that Max was also a witness to what happened, not what happened, but the aftermath of what happened to Chrissy and how she went to go see Eddie and she goes and tells Dustin what she saw. And then we also get to see Steve and Robin, our lovely sarcastic duo, where they, uh, find traumatized or they try to locate traumatized Eddie uh, to explain that uh, you're kind of being thrust into this uh, world called the Upside Down. Now, Eddie and Dustin identify the entity that killed Chrissy while using another trope from Dungeons and Dragons. They identify him as Vecna. Nancy and her fellow student reporter, Fred, go to investigate Chrissy's death, where Fred disappears. Um, He's being tormented by something that is tormenting him about a thing that happened in his past. And, you know, it's giving off these very Nightmare on Elm Street vibes. Uh, That's needless to say, especially with Robert England making a guest appearance in this show. And Eddie, who is being tormented by this demon, is subsequently murdered. Now, these deaths caused by Vecna are very, very brutal uh, compared to last season. Even last season had some pretty brutal deaths. But, yeah, the, the deaths have gotten very brutal in this show. Um... Now, episode three has to deal with Sam Owens, our resident uh, U.S. Army scientist, uh, being pretty much questioned as to where Eleven is because uh, the Army is blaming all these deaths on Eleven. They think that she is responsible. Uh, Owens knows better and says that she is not, and which leads to Eleven being contacted by Owens about getting her powers back to help save Hawkins. Now, while this is going on, Joyce and Murray fly to Alaska, where they're going to meet Enzo's contact to get Hopper back. Hopper is 
too busy trying to get his escape plan to work. Um, we have Jason, the basketball team captain, who believes that Eddie killed his girlfriend. So he's kind of leading a witch hunt against him, trying to kill him. We see that Max is starting to realize that Chrissy and Fred had things that are similar to her, where they went to the counselor to go talk to the counselor about the things that are happening in their lives. And when they find out that they had all that they, they had all had PTSD like symptoms about what had happened to them. And so it leads to her thinking of a pattern that brings up Vecna, who calls Max's name, and then a vision of a grandfather clock appears. With this vision of a grandfather clock, we are led to believe that that is some sort of sign. Now, we are thrust back to Joyce and Murray, who deliver the payment to Yuri, who he ends up turning on them so they can make more money, because you get more money by turning in uh, traders. Um, we also get to see more of Jonathan, Mike, and Will trying to sneak away from their Owens protectors uh, because at this point the government's kind of split between Owens group and government who think L is responsible for everything. So uh, they're being protected right now by Owens uh, guards. Uh, when a, um, when a, what are they called? A cleanup crew gets sent to Will's house to take him out. And thus, they are led on to an adventure to try and find L. Um, you know, these episodes have a lot of meat to them. Um, and I don't know about you, but I don't think you all want an episode for episode breakdown. Um, but yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, now, what do I like about this season? I like that they thrusted a lot of meet into these episodes basically saying like they didn't leave anything out that could have been very interesting or anything like that um i want to say it is because of the pandemic and they know that fans were already upset that this season had got pushed back so far so they really try to do as much as they could to put everything in these episodes and that's because this isn't even the last season yet um i like the character pro progression I like the introduction of new characters, uh, especially Eddie. Um, I feel like this season, uh, even though it's still ongoing, we still have July 1st to get Volume 2. Um, this season is definitely going to change a lot for the last fifth season. And I don't know about you all, but I, for one, am fucking pumped. For July 1st. I really hope this season ends off with a bang. And it really just ends off on a good note. And we get to see more on this last fifth and final season. I want to see if they are going to have a connection of Vecna and the Mind, the mind Flayer. Because they, there hasn't been any indication that they are connected. It's almost as if they are two separate entities. Um... We get the reveal that Vecna is actually one, the first subject of uh, Dr. Brenner. So 
like a little thing of that coming back to bite him and Eleven in the ass because Eleven's the one that sent him to the Upside Down when she was about seven or eight. Um, but yeah, uh, this season's only getting uh, more interesting. Uh, I've seen season four about two times already. Um, and we will see what volume two does. A little less than a month for volume two to come out. I uh, can't wait. Uh, but yeah, that is it for today's review, ladies and gentlemen. This is Fernando. This was your rollback review of Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 1. Let's cut it.